0: pray today that what I say will increase your faith. Yeah. Yeah. Increase your faith. Because the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Yeah. Yeah. And I think many of us have been trying to get along without it. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but I do know that sometimes our faith can go weak, right? And sometimes we, we, we're trusting and we're believing God and things don't seem to be moving because he said that if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, he said you can move mountains, right? Yeah. He did say that. So all of that, we have all of this word that gives us all these tools and all these instructions and all this hope, amen? But sometimes we find ourselves weak in faith, low in faith. And just struggling, just barely scratching, trying to get through what we're going through. Jesus um, told a parable one day. And um, before I do that, I want to just say that yesterday I went on a boat. (laughs) I went on a boat with my husband. And... um, the majority, on the, people, on the, the, the majority of the people on the boat went fishing. But I kind of snuck away and I did not go fishing. Because the fish were taking too long to get on my pole. And my faith wasn't working because they were speaking to them fish. Those fish were coming up. It was a bunch of us just, um, just, just working that whole faith thing. And um, I said, okay, God. I'm just going to go in here and I'm just going to read. And so I went inside the cabin and I just began to read. And God just really dealt with me while I was sitting on the boat. Well, how many of us love the parables of Jesus? The parables of Jesus make up a key part of the Bible. Jesus had the wisdom to simplify spiritual truths in the form of relatable stories that are easy to understand. A parable is a tale about a simple, common subject to illustrate a deeper, valuable moral lesson. Like a child's picture book, Jesus used a word picture involving common everyday objects like salt, light, bread, sheep, and seed. So while on that fishing boat, God just spoke to me about some of this stuff. Well, the Bible says in Matthew 13, 1 through 9, it tells that one day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea and, and great crowds gathered about him. So it was so many people that the Bible says that Jesus got into a boat and sat down. And then he began to teach as the people stood on the beach. And the scripture says in Matthew thirteen, three, it says, and he told them many things in parables saying, a sower went out to sow and he sowed some seeds that fell along the path and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil and immediately they sprang up And since they had no depth of soil, but when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some 60, some 30. He who has ears, let him hear. So in this parable, Jesus is the sower. The seed represents the word, The different types of soil represent the condition of the heart. So notice, it was the same seed, but different soil. So some fell by the wayside, which the parable says that they were devoured by the fowls. And that represents the seeds that fell by the wayside represents the heart that is hardened and cannot understand the word. Some fell by stony places; They were scorched and they withered. The stony places represent hearts that are happy to hear the word. But are not rooted in the Lord to keep his word when challenges arise. The other one, one of the other ones was the thorns that were choked. The thorns represent worldly cares and possessions which can distract us from our purpose and keep us from being fruitful. The good ground, where there was fruit, it says the good ground represents the heart that is yielded to the Lord and bears fruit. It is interesting that even the good ground fruit bearers produce in various Amounts. Some 100, some 60, some 30. So all four soils are represented here in this room today. Same word, different heart conditions. So the wayside, stony place, among the thorns, I pray that 99.9, I like that too, 99.9% of who is sitting in these chairs and listening virtually will have fertile soil, heart condition. The good ground soil represent a yielded heart that is conditioned to bear fruit. Anybody want to bear fruit? Every born again believer has been given a fertile heart to produce fruit. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit, and I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. So the standard for the quality of the heart was set by God, not us, but by God. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we receive the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us. God gives us a heart to receive and understand and apply his truth in our lives so he can work in us to do as he wills. Amen? According to his good pleasure. So I say today, God, open the eyes of my heart. When we are obedient to his will, we bear the eternal fruit. But if we're not careful, we can prevent ourselves from reaping our own harvest. No fruit, missed opportunities. Missed blessings, aborted dreams, missed peace, missed grace. You're going to miss a whole lot of things with no fruit. The last sermon I preached was entitled Kingdom Life Cycles. Anybody remember that? Today's sermon is part two of Kingdom Life Cycles. The topic for today is the gateway to kingdom life cycles. Let me say that again. The gateway to kingdom life cycles. What is a gateway? A gateway gives access or entry to a place. So the gateway to kingdom life cycles is the heart. Our key scripture today is found in Psalms 24 and 3. And it says, who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart. Who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. So let me just do a recap of part one, kingdom life cycles. Kingdom life cycles are experiences and encounters with God that give us opportunity To grow through what we go through. Anybody want to grow through what you're going through? Or you want to die in the midst of it and not bear fruit? There are three phrases to the kingdom life cycle. The first one was the altar of repentance, where we discover who we are not. Remember, we are the righteousness of God, period. I like Danny's shirt that says, um, uh, the devil is a liar, period. We are the the righteousness of God, period. (laughs) Nothing added, nothing taken away. That's who he made us. That's why he became sin, so that we can become who he is. The second phase was the throne. This is where we accept who we are. That's how we develop relationship. And the third is the Holy Spirit power. When we receive Holy Spirit power, we demonstrate who we are. Amen? Amen. The kingdom life cycle is necessary because we will go through trials and tribulations. And I coined that phrase. And all the things that I have gone through, that's the phrase that I I use. Okay. And um, so there will be days when we are overwhelmed by life's disappointments. Can anybody agree with me? It's a time of cleansing, direction and grace, receiving his grace by the following or day, by following him daily on a regiment. And maybe, um, you know, I don't like to put formulas on people. Say, you have to read your Bible every single day. That would be nice. That's ideal. But what is your rhythm? you got to find a rhythm. In order to experience God, you have to find a rhythm. So it's a time of cleansing, direction, and grace. Because we will have unanswered prayer, right? There are habits that need to be broken. And there are many of us who are grief stricken, sick, and we all have have suffered betrayal. So real life issues happen for real life people. Pinch yourself. You're real. (laughs) So I remember uh, when I first gave this sermon, I um, stood on... The pulpit and I spilled my guts let me tell you something one day you're gonna spill your guts too it is a wonderful thing for us to be able to be transparent and tell people what God did for us we don't have to go through all the gory details but we do he said go and make disciples tell people what happened in the Bible is all testimonies gory details of what happened to men and women who trusted God or when they didn't trust God. So the parable of the sower exposes the problem. It offers the solution for those whose hearts are hard to receive because their ears are dull of hearing. The parable of the sower goes on. Jesus continues in the 14th verse of the, of the 13th chapter. It says, You will indeed hear but never understand, and you will indeed see but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, somebody say turn, Turn. and I would heal them. So point number one is the heart that turns will be healed. So what do we mean by turn? It's the heart that has the changed heart condition. So turn means a change of heart condition. When the heart turns, all other grounds will become good ground soil. The wayside hearer's heart that is hardened will turn and become clay and receive the word. The stony place hearer's heart will turn and stay happy because he will become rooted to keep the word when challenges come. So the heart that turns will be healed. That's the promise. He said, if. And he said, and if they turn, they will be healed. Somebody needs to turn. The thorny place here is heart will turn. That's the promise in the parable and no longer become distracted by the worldly cares and possessions that distract them from their purpose and keep them from being fruitful. Somebody say, God, help me to turn. The kingdom life cycle is prompted by the attitude or the condition of your heart. Example, the wash cycle, I use that. The heart is the room that holds the washing machine. Let me say that again. The heart is the room that holds the washing machine. In order to get to the washing machine, you have to enter the room, right? The heart is the doorway or the gateway to the kingdom life cycle. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him and he with me. There's nothing like a meal of manna from heaven because Jesus knows exactly what you need to nurture your spiritual man. And so it's time for us to dine with him. Jesus went on to say, but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For truly I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. The greatest thing that happens when when God opens up our heart is we begin to see things that have been held back from us. So I say, God, open the eyes of my heart. God has given us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive and understand and apply. Let's not be among those who limit their fruitfulness because we can turn and hear and be healed. So we don't have to be like the other three uh, heart conditions. We can be a heart condition as good ground because that's who he positioned us to be. So when Jesus was given the parable, he said, blessed are you because you hear. Turn around and tell somebody blessed are you because you hear blessed are you because you see blessed are you because you know prophets long to know what you know to know what I know. So we don't have to categorize ourselves as any of the other three not a wayside hearer, a, a hard heart hearer because none of that produces fruit. So tell somebody, the heart is a gateway for kingdom life cycles. Psalms 51.10 says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit, spirit within me. Most people don't wake up in the morning seeking ways to transgress against God. Rather, they fall into sin because they have not prepared their hearts to seek the Lord. Most of us don't wake up every day with a plan to do evil. Most of us, right? Or to hurt someone or to crash into somebody's car or figure out how to cheat on our taxes. I'm telling you, I was tempted because Jesus <laughs> yeah. they got us this year. Hallelujah. Scripture says in 2 Chronicles, right? Thank you. 2 Chronicles 12, 14. And he did evil. He prepared not his heart to seek the Lord. This passage is talking about uh, Rehoboam, the king of Israel, who was the grandson of David. He inherited the throne when he was about 41 years old at the death of his father Solomon. In the beginning of his reign, his heart was sensitive to the Lord. He turned back from battle simply because of a prophet who spoke into him in the name of the Lord. However, his seeking the Lord only lasted for a short time. And many people do fall because they do not wait on the Lord for guidance. So the next point is the heart that is prepared seeks the Lord. The word prepare means to establish, fix, prepare, or apply. It conveys the idea of deliberate effort over a prolonged period of time. The same Hebrew word that was translated prepare here was also translated fixed four times in the Old Testament, all spoken by David. David used this word twice in Psalms 57.7, which was a psalm he wrote about the time he was hiding in a cave and saw the king who was trying to kill David came into the exact cave. But David had already established in his heart. He prepared in his heart. His heart was fixed. David had the opportunity to kill King Saul But the scripture says, my heart is fixed. This is where this comes from. My heart is fixed, oh God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. In other words, I could kill him, but my heart is fixed. I could harm him, but my heart is fixed. It is established. It is pre-prepared before it happens. I already know what I'm going to do before anything happens. The word fixed means I firmly, firmly in position, not subject to change with variations, firmly held in the mind, fixed notion. One of the keys to repairing our hearts is to fix our hearts on what we will and what we will not do. What we will and what we will not accept. David had already settled in his heart. Somebody say, Lord, help me to prepare my heart. And he will, because guess what? No one can accomplish preparing their heart on their own. Wow, what a relief. What a relief. That's why the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. Thank you, Jesus. Because it is not about works, how well we do, how, how great I do, how nice I am, how much I give. You know, none of that. Jesus already gave us what we need for everything that pertains to life and godliness. So it's not a matter of our willpower. God must be involved in preparing the heart. For he says in Tom, uh, Psalms 10:17, Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the humble. Thou wilt prepare their heart. The prerequisite is humility. If you give him your heart, he will take it, establish it, fix it, and he will reveal what you should and what you should not do. Humility is an essential ingredient to the preparation of our hearts. Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. A humble humble heart makes a soft and sensitive heart. Pliable. He said he would give us a heart of clay. It takes a heart of clay in order to have an encounter with God. It takes a soft heart. That's why we pray, God, give them a heart of clay, that their hearts might be impressionable. So the third point is, the heart that is kept is a wellspring of life. Proverbs 4:23 says, "Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life, a fresh flow. The heart is the gatekeeper to the kingdom life cycles. A good ground doesn't just happen, it has to be cultivated. This is the reason only one out of four people in Jesus' parable brought forth fruit. It takes a lot of effort and diligence to be a faithful Christian. While God himself gives us what we need, we got to do the work. And the whole parable of the sower, it was the word that produced the fruit. The ground just gave it a place to grow. If we simply put God's word in our hearts, protect it, and give it a priority in our lives, the word will produce fruit of itself. The seed will produce. So it's important to get the seed into our heart. Satan has deceived many of us into thinking that we don't have the talents or abilities, but we are not the ones who bring forth the fruit. It is the word that brings forth the fruit. So we just simply just allow our hearts to be pliable so that the seed can be implanted and the seed will grow as it's cultivated. The vigilant heart is a wellspring for kingdom life cycles. Kingdom life cycles are some of the most important and significant events that happen in my life. Whether it's me on the floor in a fetal position, repenting, getting fresh revelation from God, or it's me at the altar asking someone to touch and agree with me. A kingdom life cycle is waiting on you. Or it's a word of prophecy that brings me to my knees to repent. Or it could be during my quiet time with the Lord. Where he prompts you, and you're reading the word, and all of a sudden your eyes are full of water because he showed you something about yourself. He showed you where you could be and where he wants to bring you. You cannot have a kingdom life experience if you don't open your heart and allow God to work through it. That's the first prerequisite is to open your heart. Because those kingdom life experiences will help us grow through what we go through. We're going to go through. Because he said, there will be tribulations in this world. But be of good cheer, because I have overcome the world. Fresh revelation flows through a cleansed heart daily as it's cleansed. God reveals his truth to people in stages. Sometimes you get 100% of the revelation, 60 or 30. But as long as the earth remains, you might say I'm going to misinterpret the scripture, but I'm not. As long as the earth remains, there remain it. Kingdom Life cycles. Stand to your feet. Because kingdom life cycles are cycles that we go through. It's an event where God is speaking to us, revealing things to us. And many of us are running from it because we might have a stony heart, so God can't get through. But I can tell you today if you open up your heart, Whatever area of your heart. You can already, you can have been saved for 30 years. But you're never too old for a kingdom life cycle. Where God speaks to your heart. And the word of God comes alive in your heart. And you begin to birth the things. Your dreams come alive. Somebody needs a kingdom life cycle. But the gateway to a kingdom life cycle is a clean heart. So lift your hands with me this morning. And say, Lord, I open my heart. And I make an altar before you because I know without an altar I can't get to your throne and without a throne room experience there is no power so I give you my heart Lord and just stop right there just keep your head bowed I want to say this I believe that we in the body of Christ we're leaving out of this year but we're still in 2022 and for 2022 we were promised a bomb year where there will be breakthrough obedience, maturity and blessing you still got time to capitalize on that blessing because I believe that we are about to enter into some exponential growth cycles. Exponential, Pastor Luke. I believe it. And I believe that's why God is preparing our hearts and preparing us to be able to receive. We used to call it the bumper crop, the bumper crop, but our hearts have to be ready. Because if the heart is not conditioned It will be a stony ground And we will miss the opportunity But we don't want to miss the opportunity So God Make my heart good soil Make my heart good soil Because the heart that turns will be healed The heart that is prepared Seeks the Lord the heart that is kept is a wellspring of life. God wants us to come before him for that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you and we honor you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for just giving us your word. And Father, we thank you that your word fell on good ground today. And we declare fruit, 160, 30. But God, I believe that every person under the sound of my voice is positioned for exponential growth. Is positioned. So Father, in Jesus' name, whatever might be hindering, Lord God, you said if we turn, we will be healed. So God, may your people turn their hearts toward you and be healed today. Be healed. Be healed today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Be healed today. Some of you have been suffering and holding on to stuff. But today is your day to let it go. Let it go. Whether it's in a relationship, your children, your career, uh, just your fears, your anxieties, your unforgiveness that is keeping you from receiving. Being a heart that is able to receive and produce. That's what he created us for. To produce. And the anointing of multiplication is upon us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The anointing of multiplication is upon us individually, corporately, throughout the body of Christ for this season. You've got to prepare your heart. Become a good ground receptor so that you can You might be here today. I'm not sure where I am with time. And you might need someone to come alongside of you today, to pray with you. Amen? To pray with you. Don't think about it. Don't think twice. Because God needs to use your heart, not just for other people, but for you. But the gateway to him having that whole living relationship with you is through your heart. So somebody say, God, I give you my heart. heart. So if that's you today and you need someone to touch and agree with you, I'm going to ask you to come. Just come quickly. Step right out of your seat. Many of us have been stuck, stagnant, and feel like there's a wall in front of us and we can't move forward. But your day is today. I'm gonna ask the altar workers to please come, quickly, please come. Today is your day. Today is your day. You don't have to have a stony heart. You don't have to have a hard heart anymore. You don't have to have it. God is trying to get you. I heard somebody say, earlier breakthrough 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 Breakthrough. come on come on some of us humility is the way in order to go up you got to go down there are great things in your future great things in your future my first kingdom life experience was at the altar on my knees Crying out to God, come into my heart, Lord. Come into my heart, Jesus. Come into my heart. Come into my heart.